We're here after all this anticipation. We have started this. We are doing it. Are you ready? I'm ready. We're in the mix. We're in the mix. With Joe and Celia. Nice day. Sunshiny. Let's go. Let's go. Okay. So when thinking about doing a podcast, there's like a million things that we want to talk about, of course. Season one is going to be really focused on you and me and everything we've done for the last handful of years around South LA Cafe and the ups and downs and the learning lessons. And so as we begin there, thinking you, about that. So you're going to be, you're, you're telling me right now everything that we're going to do? Is that what's happening right now? Yes, I'm okay, telling you, I'm, I'm informing you and the listeners got about it. the intention of season one, which is before we start talking to all the amazing people that we know, which is part of why I thought we should have a podcast because you and I end up in all these Circles. just crazy conversations that are so just powerful, you know, inspiring. And I just go, oh my gosh, to be a fly on the wall in those conversations, right? So right. coming soon will be those kind of conversations. But before that, it's like, let's be a fly on the wall or for the listener to be a fly on the wall in our conversations, right? Into our world. <laughs> Are you ready for that? I don't know if they're ready. I don't know if we're ready. But one of the things, at least for myself, is I just wanted us to have an archive. You know, I just want us to have documentation of our stories, of everything we've been through from our viewpoint. Wow. I didn't look at it like that. That's pretty... It's pretty cool. There's no regrets, but it would have been nice to have been mic'd the whole time. Can you imagine? Well, like I four know. years now just being mic'd. Well, oh. the good news is we have a lot of mics, you know. So if you go back to the opening day, which we're going to talk about in a second, so don't start your stories yet. We had microphones on us for that, so we got to go oh, yeah, find. Right. We got to go find that footage. I think it's in the, in one of our uh, places, the vault. The vault. Anyhow, so this episode, which is our literal first episode, I thought, you know, we need to talk about us. We need to talk all about Joe and Celia and the pre-Slack era of Joe and Celia. You know, I don't think people, well, I think they know, but they don't necessarily know, know, you know, that we've been together so long. Right, well, babe? so long. It's not been so long. It's 26 years. We got, we got 26, 30 more. Well, yeah, of so, course, but still, like wherever we were the other day, and you know, we went to dinner last night, and we said, you know, we're celebrating our twenty, our twentieth year of being married, and the woman said, you know, in Los Angeles, you know, and oh yeah, we, yeah, <laughs> like, oops, you got it, you got to stop, stop knocking moving. over the set. Here, you you know what's funny? I, I always fidget on stuff, but I'm gonna be so good today. That was my last knock of of something. Or, or we can adjust the set. Or we'll adjust the set next time. Give me a bigger, bigger chair, smaller table. Yeah. If it makes you feel any better, there's also a fly in the room. So you're not the only thing fidgeting. There's a fly that came to visit us in the don't, middle of I our know. inaugural <laughs> podcast. Don't have, me, don't have me doing Obama. Oh, God. Remember when he went, <laughs> get that fly? So, so I want to... And so I thought it would be fun to talk about our love story, uh, our own backgrounds as far as our upbringings and a bit well, we're more. We're giving it all to, we're, to we're, folks. We're giving it all. Why not? We've done it before. We, we, we're, right. we generally talk about all this stuff. I wasn't prepared for that, but okay. You, there's no preparation. So for everybody who's listening, 
I, I Joe just showed up and whatever we say today, he has not thought at all about it. It's just going to flow right out of his mouth, which is usually where all the gems come from. Right. OK, I'm serious. I'm ready. That's the way you go. So that being said, babe, we're going to start with our love story. Let's okay. go. Let's go back to the beginning. You want to start? Or you want me to start? I want you to start. You want me to tell it like it is or my, you know, my version. This is what's going to happen, folks. <laughs> I'm going to tell my story. She's going to tell her story. And then you guys have to figure out what the truth is. <laughs> okay. Because there's always three sides to everything. But anyway, um, people say two sides. No, there's, th there's a third. It's the actual truth. So my truth is I had an encounter with this beautiful young lady. Um, would, that, would that be me? Huh? That would be you. Okay. Celia Wallace. Or Celia, Celia Man at the time. Celia Man. Um, I saw her and I said, wow, who's the who's the new? She came to one of our uh, referee meetings and I saw her like in six or seven rows back. Because I always sat in the front. So she was like midway or to the back of the room. And I said, dang, who's this? Who's this okay, already I got to give cutie? some context in the story. All right, because you already jumped into the I'm at a referee meeting, but people might not even know. What a what referee a, is, what we're talking about. Oh, yeah, we like, refereed for a few years. We refer, we were referees. We were basketball referees. Basketball referees. Um, and you were at this time a very established high school, junior, junior college, college basketball referee. Lower level. I was at UCLA finishing a, my undergraduate, and I had been a high school athlete playing basketball. Wasn't quite good enough for D1. I got accepted to UCLA academically and decided to go to UCLA. And so while I was at UCLA, I was like a reigning intramural champ. Um, but by the time I was- You beat up all the intramural people because you had some talent. Yeah, that's what I said. But it wasn't enough to be D1. Got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I was like D2, D3, but right. the offers I was getting from D2 and D3 schools, like if you grow up in LA your whole life and then you get into UCLA, it's, going to UCLA. it's really hard not to go to UCLA. Yeah. Right now, we're hoping our, our kids end up at UCLA, right? Or USC. Well, USC is 90 grand a year. Right. Yeah. So that's sort of. So if they, if they end up there, then we're gonna need some help, folks. <laughs> but that, but they'll pick. They'll whatever one they pick would be nice, to be honest with you. So I, I hear. So that. so back to the beginning though is just to give the background and the context of the beautiful woman walking into the room that you fell in love with, named Celia Ward Wallace. But I didn't fall in love that day. No, a, a couple days later, but yeah. <laughs> but anyhow, uh, the mm. the the initial meeting was because I was at UCLA wanting to become a referee because right. one of my mentors has said you're you know get into refereeing basketball you you love basketball get into refereeing basketball it's you, a way you, to stay around you, the sport. You, it's a way to stay around the sport and there's a lot of potential mm. for you to make it and make good money in it which i hadn't i had no idea about refereeing basketball and probably everybody listening to this has no idea I about refereeing what? basketball anyways but so that being said, I was young and up and coming, trying to learn about refereeing. I had no experience in it. You were more of a veteran official that was in your heyday getting all the big games. So, so with all that said, she came to a meeting from another unit and I saw her and I said, whoo. And, <laughs> and then that was it. Just, I mean, you see beautiful people all the time, you know, to be honest with you, but not as striking as that. So I, I did a woo and I put it in the back of my head, like. I'm going to check her out. 
eventually. And then time went by. Months went by. Like the whole season, because that was at the beginning of the referee season, basketball season. And I didn't see you till next, till the end, when you showed up. Which I didn't make the connection, really. Well, I didn't honestly. know that you had seen me and said woo in the first place. I so That's new? I'm oh, saying, you didn't know at that time. I'm saying, I, I've always told you that. But anyway, so you came you came to a you were supposed to what? Uh I'll tell a, this, I'll tell this part of the story. Yeah, please. As since you don't know this, that part. But when you're a new referee, part of what they have you do is go watch other referees' games and Makes take sense. take notes so you can learn and go talk to them, ask some questions, right? So I looked up, you know, what was the biggest game happening nearby? It was a game at Cal State Dominguez Hills. I think it was the state city, state, state, semi, state or semifinals yeah. or something like that. I go, I'm, I'm all dressed, you know, buttoned up in my little business suit, nerdy, you know. Nerdy, 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 uh khakis and a It was not nerdy. Oh, okay. I have never been nerdy. Okay. I'm just saying it was to our it wasn't like it wasn't like you're going to a club. It was Obviously. Like, yeah, yes. Yeah. So it wasn't nerdy. It's called it profe- it's called professional. <laughs> business attire. It's called a woman in the workplace dressing professionally. <laughs> business attire. All that to be said, came to the game, sat in the stands, watched the game, and came at halftime and never told me how I did all those years. Never gave me an evaluation to me. You might have sent it back. She never told me, but then, well, that's not, we'll talk about that later in another episode two. But anyway, <laughs> you did. So I go that. at halftime. I'm knocking on the door. You're knocking on the door. So you came in and me and my partner had been working together for years. So our pregame was almost done in the first 30 seconds that we walked. I mean, our, our, our uh, halftime uh, talk was almost done. Y'all didn't we, even have one. Let's be honest. No, we, we did. We he was an old school guy. No, we did. Okay. I'm, I'm telling you. You just dapped each other and said, we, good we job. We dapped each other and we said two or three things that we could adjust. And that was it. It ain't that much adjusting when you're... Perfection. No, no. When you're... when you're This is this game was well, honestly easy for us. That's why we were picked to do it. Um, so anyway, so it wasn't that much to say. And the game was going smooth. There wasn't any problems in the game either. That was a good thing. Um or unless maybe you saw something, but we didn't. And then we were just kind of relaxed and you knocked on the door. And I, again, I said, woo. And what did you tell you? What did you ask me? Like, can you listen in on a pregame? So me and him made up some stuff. No, we, that's not true. That's we, not what we happened. We already finished. Just listen. Let me tell you what happened. I said, can I sit in on your halftime talk? And you said, sure, come on in. And you guys had already finished. So you and I just talked. We just had a what? conversation. I thought and I it was did very, something. I thought that came after. And it was very quick, but memorable. I You made such a strong impression on me that at that, you know, back in the day, right? This is before cell phones. Right. You know, this is like just right when pagers were happening. This is right. in 1997, y'all. And Pagers are just about to go out, actually. For about, me. Because I was a pager since the eighties. They don't know the context of okay. that joke. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. You said give it all up. <laughs> Go. The bottom line is, I definitely was feeling you. Uh, I think you just thought it was one of many random beautiful women that were coming in and out of your life. But for me, I was definitely feeling you. I had I thought well, that you were probably married, so I did not want to advance on you. But 
in my mind, as I left, I thought that guy is so attractive and also has such a great personality. Like if I wasn't here in a professional capacity, I would have been like, Hey, you know, let's exchange information. Let's hang out or something. And I was like, okay, maybe, maybe like a month or two from now, I'll look him up and I'll send him a letter is what I thought. (laughs) So that shows you also where we were back then. But as you fast forward, right now we're months forward where that was like February. Now, now we're like July, June or late June or July. We're in July because our anniversary. That's right. Yes. That's so right. our, July our, our anniversary, our ongoing anniversary is the same day that we yeah, went we on our first, first date. Yeah. So we, the, 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 this, this long, our first lo- attempt of our date. Yeah. So basically you want to tell this part? About, yes. Okay. We're at now back at UCLA. Now here is a good, here We're is, now back here at UCLA. The juicy part. I signed up for this camp. It's like, um, to get into division two. And I was already like, you know, pre-MBA level division one official, but I signed up for this division two because I hadn't worked division two and I was already going to division one camps. So that's a little bit about me. And so I signed up for this thing knowing that I'm probably, you know, going to be the best official here, but I just did it just to get, I wanted You're to- so get, modest, I wanted to, You're yeah. so modest, babe. You're so modest. You just want to make sure for the record, confident, for the archives, confident, just how talented confident, you were. <laughs> confident. I mean, I really was. And so, and I was only in my fourth, fifth year of officiating altogether anyway. So sign up for this thing and, and it's and it's a all guys uh, uh, camp, I think. So we're sitting, we're, it's supposed to start at eight o'clock. And then they start telling us that, John Wooden's coming. And we're like, oh my goodness. And it's like five minutes to eight. And then everybody's in the in their seats because they're anxious to hear from, from John Wooden. How, you know, how nice is that? How, what a what a heck of a treat sitting at UCLA Pavilion and Poly Pavilion and uh gonna hear John Wooden speak. So I'm getting all, you know, I'm getting my questions ready, you know, like I I, I got a lot for it. I want to I want to know about the pyramid. <laughs> so anyway. Um, so me and my buddy started talking about, what was his name? Terrence, Tony? I don't know. Rest in peace. I don't know right now. I think it was Tony. Tony. Um, started talking about the person that this, that, that seat was, cause they had an exact amount of seats that exact amount of campers. And it was one seat on the other side of him that was empty. And we said, oh man, you know, homeboy is going to feel it because, you know, they say eight o'clock, they're closing the door. Eight o'clock came, boom, they closed the door. And I was like, oh shit, I feel bad for him. And then it got started. And they were like, well, we're getting ready to bring John Wooden in. So, um, you know, get ready to whatever, get warming us up. Because by that time he was on a wheelchair. So, so they go, that was a pause. And then there was a knock on the door. And then we went like, ooh, I hope that isn't homeboy. He's going to be embarrassed, you know, like, you know, coming all late and John Wooden is about to walk in the door. So the door opens and ta-da. And you said, woo. It was, I went, <laughs> I that's my thing. I went, woo. In my mind, I went, I looked at my buddy and he was messing with his papers Just to or clarify, something. it was me that walked through the door. Yes. <laughs> we, well, we didn't, well, we're, we're making a connection with all the woo. Woo's you. So woo. Woo. So anyway... Uh, 
I the seat. Remember, I said the seat next to him was empty, and then this you know there's referee on my side and him. And I said I looked at him and he didn't notice you coming to the door. So I just went, hey man, can you move or give me some elbow room and move over to the other seat? And he's like, man, Joe, whatever. And he slid over. And I made this the seat available. <laughs> and to this day, what happens if I don't make that move? I don't know, because Tony had a big crush on me. I know. <laughs> so and He was a very sweet guy. He was very But nice I guy. had a crush on you. Yeah. yeah. And Tony had a big old belly for, for a young guy. What's funny. that got to do? How do you know I didn't like bellies Maybe, or something like well, that? Well, yeah. obviously you did, because okay. I didn't have one. I might have a little... Body, no, body positivity. All shapes okay. are good, right? Okay, whatever, whatever, whatever. Things have changed. I, yeah, I, I love you with whatever version of the belly you got right now, right? Yes. Okay. So anyway, he he uh, he did that, and I went like, oh. and then you sat next to me, and I couldn't even really pay attention to all the. I paid attention to John Wood. I'm sorry. I, but here's the deal. As the story goes, I'm not trying to say that I was like woo ah uh, woo ga ga goo goo. When John Wooden came in that door, I was listening to him. Not really. Yes, I was. Anyhow, so but you you didn't really remember me. That's the truth. Of no, the all these times I didn't. No, to be three, honest with three you, three times you just were wooed by me. I didn't make the didn't. connections because you had different looks. I know. All I three still of them do. were different looks. The first time, the time you showed up, and then this. This time you were in shorts and no, I wasn't. I was in an all white Adidas sweatsuit. Uh, oh, yes. that's right. The shorts were <laughs> the next day. That's right. Okay, forgot about that. Okay, so anyway, I'm gonna I'm gonna take it from here. No, no, no I want to okay. continue. Okay, and then basically we're out of each other's sight all day, all day long. Yeah, so so people understand the way these camps go. It's like a professional development camp where you actually go referee basketball games and people um, like evaluate you and give you feedback. So throughout the day, you might have two to five games, depending on how long they are that you're doing and you're working with a bunch of different referees. Did we have one the first game together? No, we had our last first game together. Yeah, okay. Our last game. But we hit it off immediately when we're seated next to each other. And then they said, okay, go do your games. And so we sort of walked to do our games. And then you did yours and I did mine. And I think in between, we were sort of watching each other's games, you know, making googly eyes at each other, just having that like, you know, those very early, it's going to make me cry, but those super early um, flirt flirtations, you know, that butterflies in your stomach that you feel when you're like just really attracted to someone and excited to talk to them, you know? And so it'd be like, Oh, you know, you don't have makeup, so don't yeah, start crying. Yeah. And then, but by the end of the day, this long day that was just like, you know how they talk about like with, with, um, and uh, with sex, right. That you're supposed to like have all day long foreplay. You know what I mean? Oh, like the, the touching, the, the, touching, the, the conversations, yeah, 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 yeah. the connections, all of that, not just the act of the intercourse. Right. right? And so I feel like, Although we did not have intercourse that night, just to clarify, uh, that I felt like it was an all day foreplay. Like it was this flirtation. So it was a courtship. That's a beautiful way of putting it. You definitely courted me in general in the early stages of our relationship. And I love that. Like you're so romantic. It just I'm advancing our love story, but just to say you're so you're so romantic. And I actually think that this day, as we finish up this day and the story will show just how romantic you are. But we by the end of the day, our last game, we're now at the men's gym at UCLA, which is another gym. It's a smaller gym. It's actually since I was a student at UCLA. And it was at the next day. No, no, okay, no, no. Okay. The end of the first day, our last 
game right, was right, at okay. the men's okay. gym. Yeah. I was a student at UCLA and I used to play at the men's gym because I was I like now it's normal to have, you know, all all genders playing together or pick up basketball, but you know, and this is late nineties. There wasn't that many women going to play basketball with the guys, but I was, so I was very familiar with the gym, but this time I wasn't there as a player. I was there as a referee and our last game we had together. Uh, and we had a third partner and it was this guy that just was, you know, sort of on his way out, didn't know really what he was doing anymore. And he was just making so many mistakes in the game. And terrible. by this point we were so feeling each other that it was just so fun. It was yeah. like silly. We were just like, we made, up, we made up for him as much as we could. Yeah. And we were just sort of making eyes at each yeah. other laughing. Yeah. You just being like, Oh my God, this guy's crazy. And I remember as soon as the game was over and obviously we're on the context of being in the environment of UCLA. So it, Joe just mentioned Polly Pavilion. Um, we, I mentioned the men's gym. So they're, you know, what, like 500 feet apart or something like that. Like it's a little walk. It's you got to walk from, yeah, but yeah. you got to walk from one to the other. So I just remember as soon as that game was over, that was the end of the camp for the day. And I was like, okay, I'm not going to just sit here and like wait for this guy you know, I'm, but you did. well, but no, ahead, I was playing a little bit of a game, right? I was like trying to see how much into me you were. So I was like, okay, I'm just going to walk back and get ready to leave for the day. If he really is feeling me, he's going to catch up to me and, you know, be like trying to talk to me, which is exactly what you did. I, I took off. And before I knew it, you're like, Hey, you know, and so, where then, you Hey, where are you going? You know? And then you, do you remember you? I said, you asked me out. Did I right then? Well, you wanted to go out that night. That's right. And I wanted to go out that night. I would have gone out that night, but my sister was just back in town after taking a long trip and she and I are super close and I had already made a commitment to hang out with her that night. So I couldn't do that. But that's what led to me saying, well, I'm actually coming back tomorrow. I'm going to be right, here tomorrow right, 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 right. Um, for extra for, games or for something. extra games. They scheduled me to do these extra games. And I was like, how about you? Are you going to be here? And you said, I wasn't on the schedule, but well, you're giving the punchline. <laughs> I said, yes, I'll be here. Yes. I'm supposed to come get do some games. Yeah, exactly. And so then you walked me to the to my car in the parking lot and I left for the night and then I came back the next day and I came and I started doing my game and I was and looking for you. You know, pavilions, Polly, there's a second deck. I was on the second deck watching your game. And then I, we made eye contact. Yeah, I you saw that I you were there. there and I was excited about that. And then the game ended. I said peace, but you didn't see me say peace. But go ahead. You, As if you remember that you said peace to me. I, I was okay. like, I'm out. All right. All right. Well, anyways, you said you're out. I didn't know that. That didn't make any sense. Anyways, why would you be out? But so you hadn't even made a connection with me. You didn't right. even exchange phone numbers yet. Why would you well, leave me? I, why would I you know, leave but me? But the reason was I had an MBA. Well, you can't say that. Oh. Again, you're giving the punchline. Oh, wow. I don't know what I'm doing here. <laughs> Let the story unfold. Oh, okay. Go. But my Go. the point is, you left me, right? And I, I, you left the game. And right. when I was done, and I was looking for you so that we could, you know, exchange information. I was like, my God, this guy's left me. Um, and so I went back. Guess we're not going out. I guess we're not going out. I guess I'll have to send him a letter, <laughs> find him again, and send him a letter, snail mail. But I go back to the car and. I had parked in the exact same spot, you know, same car, same spot as I had the day before. And I literally in my mind thought, 
if this guy is really into me and really wants to talk to me, he'll have left me a note or something. And of course, I get to the car and there's a little business card, you know, popped it, like pushed right into the little window with a little note from Joe saying, you know, I'm sorry I had to leave. I was actually booked to referee somewhere else. Here's my number. I want to take you out on a date. You know, give me a call. And of course, I called. And what were you going to say? I still have that piece of paper. We still have that. Yeah, absolutely. And I called. And so the next day, we went on our first date. You yeah. want to tell that story? Oh, my God. Marathon. Well, before that, though, the picking me up. Oh, Jesus <clears> Christ. <throat> so we made, we we arranged a date. And then I'm going to pick her up. Now, remember, I was talking about the, di the different looks, right? So this will all fit. You guys will understand this. So I pull up in my black Camry, all shine and clean. And it was a nice stuff. Camry. Was, I really like that. It was Camry. the bubble one. Remember the bigger, yeah. the bigger one. So I roll up in my Camry and uh, come in to pick her up. Old, you know, old fashioned. I would have got out of the car, go and knock on the door, but we had prearranged that I'm going to pull up and she's going to come out um, or be ready. Waiting is actually waiting, and I pulled up. Uh, so I pulled up and then there's just people all around. And then I see this one lady, one lady, one young lady crossing the street and here comes that woo again. I went, cause my woo is not exclusive yet. So I saw this young lady and I went, woo. <laughs> <laughs> and then. Dang, I got four woos you so got four far. Woos before, <laughs> you got more woos than that. Uh, and then. You know, they they started walking. She started walking toward my car. So I'm thinking, like, you know, what's going on here? And then as she got closer. I went, damn, <laughs> that's my day. Because you had changed your look. You had let down your hair. It was all curly. That's what I'm saying. You had four different looks. And then this one was the hot mama uh, going on a date look. And I didn't recognize you as the same person I had got. I was already like at a high level and then it was just another ba-boom when you get when you get dressed up. So I jumped out of the car, opened the door for you, and then uh And I had my hair down and I, it was curly, I, that's part I of it. I couldn't remember where I was going at that point. <laughs> uh so where was where did we go? We went to we went to dinner first. We went to your spot. We went to my spot where we where we ran into your <laughs> Should we tell we that part? We always drinks first. So Are we allowed to tell that's part of the story? <laughs> we not. I don't think who. I don't think that's nice. Okay. Well, then we went to Joe's favorite hangout spot. And at that hangout spot, the waitress that was initially our waitress was somebody that Joe had previously casually dated, who is someone that is... A, a star, a current super day superstar super on a primetime show that is going show that everybody loves going. for twenty years. But so, we're not going to say who that. But is. back then, she was just an aspiring actress. Hadn't actress, gotten, hadn't and her she big was not famous. And she was yet. just a casual uh, person you were dating. But yeah. she did like you, and you liked her, and at least at the time. But maybe she didn't get the memo that you weren't dating like, her anymore. Yeah. Because when you showed up and I was there. <laughs> and it wasn't like I was dating her. That's what's weird weird about it. I hope you guys don't figure out who this is, because it's not nice to be tell, talking about people. But 
it is. <laughs> um, I wasn't, it wasn't like we were like, you know, we're girlfriend, boyfriend. We were just, it was every now and then, like I would call you and talk to you and hang out with you, but it wasn't. It wasn't anyway. a woo. It wasn't, wasn't a woo. You have to say no, it wasn't a it woo. Wasn't a okay, woo. you just got to say that. The bottom line is you took me to your favorite spot and then we just kept going and going and going. It was just one of those marathon dates where we were just being so open, so honest, very vulnerable. Things you don't normally do on a first date as far as being vulnerable because you don't know if this person is going to be the one, but we... I can speak for, I'm going to speak for me. I just, I felt comfortable and I just let go. Like, it's either she's going to like this or I won't see her tomorrow. You know, or not like it, but deal with this. Like me. Yeah. And so I, I we. Yeah, you I, told me all about, we shared everything. It. Yeah, we shared everything. It's like a no-no on a first date, people. But I think it might be a. Yes, yes. It's got to be it's, it's got to be the person because if it's not your person that if it's, if you're just going out for a cat casual date and which we thought it was at the beginning, right? I mean, I didn't know you were going to be my wife. Um, I think you did by the end of the first date. <laughs> I did I did after about 3 months. Well, three months. Come on now. Three months. Okay, now you're advancing the story. So let's okay. finish our date one, and then I'm just gonna we're gonna do some summary on where we've gone from there in the 26 years. Uh, but really wanting to just let people know, like the first date we ever had, cemented it. It was it was a one and done. You know, like we, we it was knew. that it was that. Um, I just remember feeling. I mean. I was I was young and I had had dated many people and I had not ever dated anybody like you mm. and I had never been treated the way that you treated me. You know, you were such a gentleman. You were so romantic. You were so honest and open and vulnerable. Once we moved on from our first date, we just literally never like we, we cleared our benches. Right. You know, both of us were very active, casual daters. So we had, you know, uh, we had I mean. we had the starting five and the full right. bench. Right. And so we either ghosted them or told them it was over. Uh, and you and I never went on another date with another person since. It's crazy. And that was 26 years ago. It's insane. Yeah. 20 years married, 26 years ago. And that first date was our anniversary that we cemented for our relationship because we were exclusive from our first date. And then we got married on the same date and we've just carried that date on, you know, for, for, you know, infinity and beyond as they would say. my idea to get us married on the same, on that same date. It was your idea Thank to you. get married on that date. Yeah. Thank you. And so. You didn't want to in July. Remember he was hot, mosquitoes, or whatever shush. you're talking about. I wanted to get married in July. Okay. This is a summer wedding. Yes. Malibu. Altitude, Lagoon. We were worried about mosquitoes, though, remember? I don't remember that. That's what you want to think about is our wedding. I and that, that. We're, we, we were worried about it. I was going to buy a like a pump or something or a mosquito sprayer. Yeah. And it was beautiful. It was a perfect day. No well, mosquitoes. just to give some context on that before we go down a rabbit hole of talking about our wedding, which maybe we won't, or maybe we'll do a, a, another future conversation about our wedding. Okay. But just to say we were together for 
six years years. before we got married, another three years before we had kids. So we have nine years of a whole life together uh, before becoming a family with our children. Although people always say fun, but it was just a different kind of fun. Because when the kids came, we were still having fun. Of course, just we still have, we have fun all the time. Yeah. I mean, we just you just evolve. I mean, the good relationships, good marriages, I believe, uh, stand the test of time because you are evolving independently and also evolving as a You're couple. You're not going, oh, before kids, we did no, just do something different, do it with the kids. Yeah, exactly. But so. but backing it up, we had had a whole life together before we had kids. And then we went into a life of having kids, but also to say that I also became a bonus mom when I got married to you. So I just want to honor the fact that I have bonus children. We have two kids together. And then I, at an early age of getting with you, I got to inherit three amazing bonus children that were, you know, I was like half their, uh, what would you say? I was, I was like, when you were there half of their life. Uh, what do they call me? Gigi? Yes. Yes. <laughs> but yeah. So just to say, you know, we've been through so many things together over the years, highs and lows, trials and tribulations. And, you know, in future episodes, we'll get into a lot more of the specifics of that. But what would you say just in terms of some lessons, because as we wrap up the episode, I want people to see that we want to use our stories to be able to be vulnerable, to be open, to be honest, but also hopefully for people to learn something from what we've been through, because we sure have learned a lot. Well, I could, I don't know if this is like a, like a life lesson for everybody, but for people that are, that are, are not necessarily looking for the one, be able to recognize it is 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 key, and you coming around me four times, right? You know, just like hello, 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 hello. <laughs> pay attention, hello, pay attention, and then and to know that something else is in, is is intervening in this, and to take it seriously, like. Um, you came into my life and it was a, it was a perfect time. Um, uh, I was, I easily felt okay with getting rid of the, all the, the distractions just so that I could focus on you. Um, so I guess that's the, that's the lesson. So when what I'm hearing comes, you say, what I'm hearing you say, if you're talking. Yeah, go ahead and summarize it for me. So you go ahead. Go ahead. Are you being passive aggressive? No, no, I want to hear it. Okay. What I'm hearing you say Mm. is one of the strategies for finding love in life or your life partner would be to be as conscious as you possibly can so that you actually recognize the signs. You can see if this person is different than the other people you're dating, right? And it's still a risk. It's still a risk. But thankfully... It paid off. I mean, and I think a lot of people just miss those, miss those opportunities, being out there, being selfish, not being able to release, you know, not being able to, to commit. I think they miss those opportunities. So don't miss your opportunities. That's the lesson. That's your lesson. Yep. All right. Let me think what my lesson is. There's so many lessons, but 
based on the story that we shared today, because we have so many stories. Right. So, but based on the story that we shared today, I would say the biggest lesson for me in that is to really show up and be authentically yourself and to be open and honest, right? Because if I had been playing games, if you had been playing games, if I had been fearful of what I was feeling for you and, you know, tried to protect my heart or, you know, like all the things people say, oh, I got to protect my heart or I got to, what if, what, you know, I don't want something bad to happen or, you know, all that kind of stuff, like all the fears, all the neuroses, all the things that you do that make you, or being like, I have to wait till he does this before I can do that. The you games. know, all, all the games. Yeah. Um, but and I, and I know, I know like we're telling a story from back in the day when we were dating. And I know that now is like a different era that you and they got I, the swipes now. they got the swipes, they got the hookups, they got all the things that you and I would have no idea how to do. What so to do. this advice may or may not be <laughs> helpful <laughs> or relevant. Um, they're like, oh, these old fogies, what are they talking about? But just to say, I feel like um, personally, I feel like the fact that you and I were so open and honest with each other, there it was a match. It wasn't just me. Right. It wasn't just you. We were feeding off of each other. And we really created from the beginning this relationship based in, you know, obviously, you know, attraction. Right. But beyond that, um, like emotional attraction, intellectual attraction. Yes. And that's why the night went so dang long. <laughs> is that we couldn't get enough. We were just like, it was just, all right, I'm on a flow. You, you're okay with this? I just told you that. You can handle that. Here's some more. So it just kept, it was, it was beautiful. It was beautiful. Now what I'm realizing wow. as we're talking is we have a whole nother, um, as we unfold the podcast, and I just want people to understand this, creating a podcast has been something in particular for me, Celia, that's been important to me. Um, because as if, if you've ever come around the cafe or you've ever been around me, you know, I like to talk, you know, I have lots of ideas and not podcast. only did I want to, what'd you say? I said podcast has been one of them. Yes. Podcast has been on the list for a long time. Here we are almost five years into this project of South LA cafe. We're coming up on our fourth anniversary of South LA Cafe. We're about to open our fourth location of so South LA four, Cafe. Four, four. The same month, the same month I as know. we opened our first one, we're about to open up our fourth one. But all of that to say is um, doing a podcast was very important to me. And what I'm realizing is there is a whole bunch of podcast episodes that we could put out in the future that we're going to earmark as relationship conversations because we literally just talked about one main <laughs> story, a really good one. Yeah. Um, but uh, imagine all of the stories that we have to tell about relationships, about parenting, about uh, partnering oh together as mar a married couple, um, all of the struggles. And, and I hope that people can see the fact that the same thing that we were attracted to in each other about the openness, the vulnerability, the transparency, the sort of risk taking is what we are doing today when we're telling these stories. You know, we're taking a risk to share our story. I know. You know, we could keep this to ourselves. Don't you don't see it. That's what I'm saying. I'm you about to give care. up the whole other stuff. But you said. <laughs> People got to get to know us better. Well, every day okay. you or I both go, mm, babe, hold, slow down. You yeah, know? we shouldn't have said that. <laughs> and again, that's maybe something that people can relate to, too, because when we started all of this, 
just two people, mom, mom and pop from around the corner, living on the block, you know, coming up with a cool idea, trying something out. You know, now we are, you know, four to five years into this journey and we still are the people on the block around the corner that everybody we knows, got, but we, we also, got it on, no. <laughs> we, we got it going on and we're growing and we're in a lot of different spaces now and we're coming into contact with people we don't know environments we don't know. So we are having to be a little bit more measured, a little bit more like thoughtful about what we do. I don't trust anybody. Make up your mind. (laughs) You don't trust anybody, but you want to tell all the stories. You can't have it both ways. Or maybe you can't have it both ways. But where I'm trying to go with this as I wrap up today is I'm excited because that was one. We did it. One story that we have so many stories to tell and hopefully people um, resonate with it. But even if just for us, it's a documentation of this piece of our lives and the ongoing pieces of our lives. You know, there's so many things that we're going to be able to pass down to our kids and our grandkids and, you know, the the seven generations to come that we're working so hard for. This is we're, we're here to build legacy and, you know, hopefully one day they'll be able to listen to this and watch the videos and read the books and go, and go dang, Look you know, great grandma. Look at she. <laughs> anyway, so that being said, on the next episode, we're going to actually take it back before we ever met and look at our origin story here on the planet. You know, who are we? Where do we come from? What's our relationship to Los Angeles and South LA? Uh, you, you know, what's our, see. who are, who are, you know, what was our family of origin like? You know, what was the journey to get just out of childhood? Wow. So all of that is coming in more. But for today, I think we can give each other a high five and say we did it. High five it then. Bam. All right. Wait, let's do that again. That was not, got to pop it. All right, guys. Lots of love. Peace. <laughs> Out. Hey fam, if you're hearing this message, you've listened to the entire episode of the In The Mix podcast. And for that, we want to thank you from the bottom of our hearts. We hope you enjoyed this new episode. And if you did, please take one minute to hit the subscribe button to catch all future episodes. And then please give us a five-star review. Also, if you want to support our Black and women-led multiracial movement to fight social, economic, racial, and food inequity, please head to our website, SouthLACafe.com, where you can become a monthly member, sponsor groceries, volunteer, buy merch and coffee, and make a tax-deductible donation. Sending you lots of peace, love, and blessings from our family to yours.